Hey y'all, this is Eric Morris from Non-Typical Outdoorsman TV. Hey, I got an outdoor show. This season was great, had thousands and thousands of people watching the show, but tune in for next season, season two that I'm currently working on to see hunts, fishing trips, horses, dogs, old people, young people, kids, everybody. Hit me up on Facebook, Non-Typical Outdoorsman TV, and catch a few of last season's episodes. I look forward to hearing from y'all. The Gundog Notebook Podcast is presented to you by Onyx Hunt, crafted to be the number one digital mapping resource for hunters, anglers, and landowners. Download the Onyx Hunt app from your phone's app store today, and be sure to use my promo code GDN20 for 20% off your Onyx subscription at checkout. Also want to encourage you to visit the Youth Field Trial Alliance um, you hear on this episode. Me and Tommy talk about that at the very, very end. He wanted to make sure that we all got that memo out. They are here to promote field trial clubs everywhere and to hold youth trials, stakes, and training days to provide a platform for clubs to advertise their youth field trials and post the results with the photos. So visit the Facebook site and also get the youth involved in field trials. And this new initiative that we're taking on, guys, with the Gundog Notebook, I want to support Tommy um, and Chris Mathen for everything that they're doing for the culture and the sport. Also, in light of Onyx Maps, well, guess what, guys? I wouldn't have known if it was going to be rainy or sunny or what the weather was going to be like when I was out in the woods. Make sure you guys go and check out the new features with Onyx Hunt. Um, I just want to always give them a super, super, super shout out because of the things that they've done for everybody in the hunting industry with that one very, very, very complex, but very, very, very simple tool to use. Um, I've already encouraged a good bit of my friends to get a hold of it. And, uh, you know, let's round up the end of the season. If your season's already over, well, that's just unfortunate. But if it's not get out there and log in some more maps in your onyx hunt app today also i want to say a special thank you to yukonuba sporting dog my other very 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 special sponsor um did you know that they actually have a system that is like proven to reduce tartar buildup in your dog's teeth it does it in 28 days um the yukonuba premium performance blend is an adult dog food it came um Contains calcium to support strong bones and peak performance. Also, it provides your sporting or working dog with 100% complete and a balanced nutrition without using any fillers. Yukonuba also guarantees customer satisfaction. So, with that being said, guys, I've always been talking about Yukonuba and I want them to see that the rest of the gun dog community and now the field trial community is here to support the brand. So check them out today. You can do a premium performance dog food for hunting and sporting dogs. All right, guys, I also want to give a special shout out to Garmin. 
guys, uh, when I tell you I can't brag enough on how just awesome that particular device is, um, make sure that you guys reach out to me if you guys got any questions about specifically the Pro 550 Plus. That is my personal favorite uh, training tool as far as electronic collars goes. There are many others with the Garmin with the Garmin system. They've been around a long time, and you know they used to be Tritronics. You know those collars were awesome too. So check out Garmin now. Also, I want to, of course, give a special shout out to Lion Country Supply, the world's premier uh, sporting and hunting dog supplier. Make sure you guys go check that stuff out. It's a new year, man. Get your dog outfitted with some new stuff. I'm definitely looking forward to getting a, new, a few new things myself down the road. Check out Lion Country Supply, Eric Munden, and of course, they're also big, big, big supporters of those in the field trial world. Guys, I'm bringing it all full circle, so check out Lion Country Supply today. Also, guys, make sure that you keep your dog safe in a Dakota 283 kennel, specifically the G3. And of course, the new kennels, the tonneau cover kennels, can fit under a tonneau cover in the back of your truck for the smaller breeds. Go online at Dakota283.com and use my promo code TGDN10 for 10% off at checkout. Make sure you keep them doggies safe on the road. Wizardry, my friends, wizardry. It is all very, very, very tough to do. Um, Chris Graham says, checked out your YouTube channel. Vegas is looking great. Thank you so much, Mr. Chris Graham. Um, so all of this stuff, guys, is is really just, I guess, a whole new endeavor for me um, as far as the Gundog Notebook podcast, right? Like it's, I've been doing it for a few years. It always still feels very, very, very new. Well, um, I just got off the line not too long ago with um, AJ DeRosa. And reason being is I am taking a, a an entirely new um, direction with the Gundog Notebook. Um so I'm going to open up the gate for many folks to, I guess, open, you know, ask, ask any kind of questions. I don't want to go too deep because I'm only going to record for anywhere between maybe 30 and, and, and 45 minutes. Um, so I want to, you know, I, I want to kind of get some in there and also read a couple of listener questions um, from my Instagram story. Um, Wes says, how are the pups? Well, Vegas is doing well. Um, I will be getting him in his first field trial, at, um, Rocky Creek Field Trial Club. Um, that will be coming up February 8th. Um, yeah, February 8th. And uh, Ruger's, of course, doing well. Just be just chilling. And as I've mentioned to many of you guys or or you've seen it on the post, I should rather say um, I will be picking up one more pointer pup. Um, you know, Lord willing, I'll be picking up one more pointer pup in uh, June, a female. So 
that's going to be pretty, pretty interesting. Um, everything that I did with um, Vegas, I plan on doing better with the next pup. Um, I already got a name picked out and stuff like that. I'm not going to announce the name yet, but it is a name that my wife says all the time. Um, it's a saying that my wife says all the time, so I thought it'd be kind of cool. But like I said, to the to the greater point, um, I want to let you guys know that the Gundog Notebook podcast will be changing with the supporter project Upland. Um, and we've had a long discussion about it. And it's something that I guess long term honestly made a lot of sense anyway. But um, the Gundog Notebook podcast will be transitioning to more of an emphasis on field trialing. Um, American field trialing, and I will tell you why. So I have already just been, you know, heavily, I guess, I guess heavily ingrained in the culture of field trialing down here anyway. Um, it's just something that really has, has piqued my interest. And if I think about it, all of the guys that I, um, I look at and, 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 follow and listen to all of the history that I'm so captivated by a lot of the books and things like that. Um, they're based around field trialing. Um, and another way for me to think about it. So when I was going through my master's program, I have a master's in art education. When I was going through my master's program, there gets to be a point where you spend like the first year of that program you know, showing an interest in something, something for me, it was something in art education, right? It's, it's some like kind of umbrella topic. Well, the second year of that program ends up becoming something that is way more specific. You really kind of specify things and what, what you find out in a master's program is the fact that you've been talking about something or interested in something or whatever the case may be for a very long time. And you very likely have overlooked it. You very likely would have overlooked it. So I've kind of done that. AJ DeRosa was just on the line with me. He's, he's the, he, he hijacked my podcast just to preview it. But um, we were talking about that fact and both of us were like, why didn't we do this a long time ago? Um, when I got on to Project Upland, when I partnered with um, with them, it was all about bird dog training. It's something I really enjoy doing. Um, and it's always been about the development of my own dogs and in learning from guys that are much better than I am or learning from the stories of guys that are also, you know, similar situations as I am. So it, 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 with stuff like that, you kind of, the, the, I guess I'm the type of person that goes down into rabbit holes and, you know, guys like Neil Carter and Bud Moore and the other week I did the live thing, Tommy Rice is on here. All these guys I've, I've, I've slowly, be, you know, gravitated towards and, you know, I'm, I'm finding myself in this Georgia culture of bird dogs, and it has so much to do with field trials. So a lot of the training techniques that I've learned from come from trialers. A lot of the books 
come from, you know, older guys that were running dogs on wild birds. And I'm always preaching wild birds, wild birds, this, blah, 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 because I fundamentally think it is the thing that is going to, you know, break your dog the best. But I never want to be, um, I guess, exclusionary to or exclusory, whatever the word is for that. I'm trying to use my fancy words, but I never want to make anyone feel excluded from learning from my podcast. Well, one thing I also noticed in the world that I am very much so interested in is the fact that that the trial world seems very esoteric to a lot of people for various reasons, for various reasons that are valid. If I'm being totally honest, Um, there was a time that I didn't, I got my dog and didn't know what direction I wanted to do. And also there are a lot of very good podcasts that are out that talk about you know, bird dog training and this and that, and everybody's got all kinds of content. Now for me, it's a level up to go, to take on this new direction. Um, Reason being I'm about to start trialing anyway, and I'm about to start getting into it heavy. Um, You know, within the next few months, I'm starting to get into guiding. Uh, My first experience was very, very good. I enjoyed it. Um, You know, and you know, I've I've since, um, I've I've since, uh, you know, learned a lot. So, with with all of that being said, I think it makes the most sense to almost bridge the gap between folks that are interested in bird dogs to folks that have that experience, but also really get into the nitty gritty. The way we explained it was kind of being devil's advocate almost, um, you know, for a lot of different things and really just, uh, I'm coming in really, really, really quiet. Huh? Interesting. Um, guys, am I coming in quiet? Yay or nay? Yay or nay? Yay or nay? I hope I'm not. All right. Well, if I'm coming in quiet, Please let me know because um, I was hope I would hope that I wasn't okay. Gotcha, great, thanks y'all. So the thing is, there are a lot of really really good trial guys that um you know that have taught me a lot of really good things and have been um just crucial to the training that I've got. I wouldn't say my training program, but you know, it's it's something that I think should be shared, but it has to be shared and respected at the same thing. Like, I think the 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 issue is there are so many things that are very specific to trialing. Um, they're very specific to trialing, and that information is not really articulated very well. Um. And and then there's this other part of keeping the tradition going and all of these old heads, they want to give the information out and they want to work with us younger guys, but there's still a way to go about it. And and then the general public has to understand the difference in, you know, what 
types of bird dogs there are out there. You know, um, so my fault, I guess, where I fell short over the last couple of years that I've been doing this podcast was not clarifying what I'm going after now. Um, And the reason being, honestly, just like I said, anybody else's master's program, you go through something so long that you if it's something, the bell finally rings for you. So. I'm going to be taking a much deeper dive into the various types of field trials and the various um, authorities within that circle and making it much more, um, much more um, digestible, if that makes sense. And so I also want to get on here you know, with the, with the little bit of time that I'm going to be on, I want to get on here and, and maybe just have a conversation. I don't even know if I'm going to answer all your questions or, or, but I really want to generate a dialogue about the direction of this and, and you guys' interests, you know, in this type of content. Um, and just kind of see, you know, you guys see where my head is. I see where y'all's head is. And is this something that we can, you know, are the things on here something that we can resolve through episodes? Um, a lot of the times you see trial dogs, man, they look, you know, we've all had the the issue of the, the question about weight issues and things like that. Certain training tools like the pinch collar that look kind of scary to folks and things like that. Um, or people are wondering why you don't do this, why you don't do that. You know, I've gotten a lot of questions why I don't let my pointer retrieve. Well, Let's talk about that. You know, let's get into the nitty gritty. And, and a lot of these things I want to take note for, um, for for future episodes. If I can't, you know, get on here and discuss it myself, um, I want to open up with a few of the um, a few of the questions that I had on my um, Instagram story is four of them that I had. And then, you know, you guys kind of throw them in as we go and I'll try to get to it as best as I possibly can. But, um, Ross two to infinity and beyond, um, you know, he made a statement that I, I, I can totally understand. He says, um, you know, dogs aren't the problem. It's the stuck up toxic handlers that spoil it. Um, when it, in regards to field trialing, and I, I get that, you know, I, I totally, totally, totally get that. Um, you know, in, in one in one hand, there are a lot of, you know, stuck up toxic handlers in every demographic um, it or in every, you know, culture of things. Um, yes, Tommy Rice is on here again, but there's a lot of stuck up toxic handlers in any culture of bird dogs um, that are there. And I think those handlers are going to phase themselves out. But also in respect of, of, of some of those things, a lot of the times when you ask some, someone a question, I think it's the way that we approach asking questions and getting you know, help with our bird dogs in the, 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 this community, especially with the trial community, these guys, a lot of these professional handlers, a lot of the folks that I am interested in talking to, this is their livelihood. So for some young buck like myself to come in 
you know, asking one thing or another, I need to be mindful of the way in which I go about talking to these handlers. Um, you know, there, I think we need to be cognizant of the fact that it's these guys way of living. Um, and we all, you know, not everybody's just going to be willing to share that information, but also on, on their end, the only way for us to come together as a community is to open up the doors for conversation and let folks in and say, Hey, you know, these guys do need to learn. I have a lot to learn. I've just been fortunate enough to, to be able to have, you know, guys that I talk to or text or, or DM or things like that, or even call on the phone and drive to, um, to be mindful or, or, or I have, I have these guys available to be able to talk to. Um, and I try to establish a rapport, um, you know, um, you know, Michael Kennedy, MJ, MJK, uh, zero zero six said, made a good point, put in the time and help them out and they will help you out. Like that is important. People don't want to spend the time working with someone that they don't feel like is very serious. Um, you know, if I get, if I get an invite to come somewhere and, and it's, within the realm of something that I want to do as far as bird dogs, I, I hold myself accountable to think that it better be a, a dang good reason why I can't make it. If this person has invited me somewhere or offered their time and I can't be there for it. Um, and I think it's, you know, that's the difference. Um, I really want to get down to, you know, being serious about what our intentions are in the bird dog world. Um, because again, everybody's an expert until you find out that they're not an expert, you know? Um, so I'm going to skip through questions. Uh, do you believe a dog is trained solely for field trials, um, are as good as a dog that is trained for real world wild bird hunting? And do you think one trained either way can flip easier? That was J eight two one two six um all right so let's break that question down um do you believe that a dog trained solely for field trials are as good as a dog that is trained for real world wild bird hunting um well first of all i think a dog and, and this is my goal i think a dog that is trained for field trials should be trained solely on wild birds um i think it makes a better looking dog you know, if we're going to go off the stylistic aspects of, of field trialing, I think a dog trained on wild birds looks better. They conduct themselves better. And field trials were originally held on wild birds. I understand that that's not the that's not the standard all the time anymore. But I look at the guys that I look up to and, and want to aspire to be like, um, you know, and, and I'm going to bring up Tommy Rice in this episode because I had the chance to interview him. That was a very good episode. Um, look at where he trains. I mean, he, he trains on wild birds. You know, when I look at, you know, the guys that I look up to, Bud Morton, wild birds, Neil Carter, wild birds, all of these things are what build the fundamental, the, the, the basis of a 
good trial dog. You look at a dog like um, True Confidence, who I've you know gotten tuned to this year, and and he's been doing really really well. Wild Bird Dog. Um, so the next part of that question, do I think one trained either way can flip easier? Um, so I guess you're asking if a dog that's trained on pen raised birds can flip to a trout, you know, uh, wild birds. Um, I hope that's what, I think that's what you're asking. If that is the case, no, I do not think so. I think a dog that is, it gets to a point when a dog that's solely trained on, birds that are not wild it it the learning curve to be able to navigate wild birds is significantly um bigger um i'm gonna go forward ernest feds thank you sir you said i've done a great job at that um california gun dogs in the house that's funny all right so my wife is on there so tommy rice says um, DR, DR kennels, uh, field trial dogs are nothing but dogs that are the best bird dogs that have the intelligence to hunt at a bigger range. Yes. Um, that is the whole purpose is to be able to differentiate. It's, it's a competition, you know, getting a dog out there that is just your dog versus mine. And they, they slowly work their way up through, uh, the ranks. My wife says she's on here for the eye candy. All right. So Blake, Blake Johnson, 89. Um, someone not knowing what they need or want and wasting great genetics on an inept owner. Um, all right. So there are a lot of owners out there with, what could possibly potentially be a really good bird dog, a really great trial dog, um, wasting great genetics on an inept owner. Well, I think it's the owner's responsibility to know what they're getting themselves into and what the goals are for that dog. Um, you know, it, 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 it's one of those things where that is why we spend so much time looking at, pedigree and genetics and 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 if you can trying to go see the 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 mama and daddy dog do work see what it is that you're looking for i i think the fear is yes that you get these dogs i'm talking specifically like big ranging pointers and setters and things like that when you, you it's the genetics are only wasted when the owner hasn't done the due diligence of the research um you know, if you're expecting a dog from these very, very high genetics and things like that to come into the house and lay around and things like that, then, um, you know, that's your fault as a handler. You have to know what it is that you are getting. Um, and there, there's a there's a big role in educating in, 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 in the education of bird dogs and in podcasts like this for us guys that have contacts and develop relationships with a lot of trainers to articulate that information, you know, because I could also be wasting good genetics on a dog that 
you know, probably is a better grouse dog and got him up there from a breeder of, you know, grouse versus, you know, and then and, and him trying to bring, trying to bring him down here to the South and hunt there. Like, I, you know, is that a waste of genetics too? Probably. I mean, could the dog learn and, and should he have intelligence to be able to transition? Theoretically. Yeah. But it's our responsibility to know what it is. So we aren't, you know, becoming inept owners um goddard one eight my gsp is bad at knowing when to stop and hold points she will put her nose on active birds so wild birds she will bust seven tenths of the time how do you personally deal with this problem thank you and great work thank you mr goddard um the way that i did it is just more bird exposure um so that's kind of my thing when it comes to the differentiation between wild birds and pen raised birds and, and the amount of bird exposure in, you know, in between time, um, the way I did it, I used the pigeon pole and, and, and it, it's the feral Miller way of, of training a bird dog. I used the pigeon pole and, basically tether the pigeon to it and have my dog stop point, stop point, stop point, and just figure out what the job was in the beginning, like figure out what the job is. But then also when it was time to get on it, like I made a beeline to get into wild birds. My dog busted his first covey of wild birds. Um, and that changed him. You know, a dog should get tired of knocking birds once it realizes that it can't um, that it can't get to them. I never woed my dog into a point. I never trained my dog to point. I just gave him a lot of different opportunities to point in challenging situations, especially at a young age. Um, if that dog has the intelligence to do so you know, to figure that out, then you're on, you're well on the way to do it. But birds, 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 and more birds, the more exposure that they get, the smarter that they will get around it. Um, and it's not even to be a snob about wild birds. It's just once we get into, you know, once we get ourselves, you know, get our dogs into wild birds, they, those problems weed themselves out. You know, and, and at that point, we're just refining the stop and stand and, 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 you know, putting in all the other little components to the foundation that we want. Um, I hope that made any, some kind of sense. Um, so Wes Hansen says trials are a whole new world, scares the hell out of me. Well, that's why I want to do this podcast. Um, that is exactly why I want to transition. Um, that is why I want to transition this podcast into a more field trial centric um, platform, because I think there's a lot that's not being communicated um, and there is a lot that should be communicated and it. And it can be done in an articulate way. Um, Daniel Howell, RCF. Thank you, sir. Daniel also was the kind gentleman that invited me to Vegas's first trial coming up. So if you guys have not um, seen the story, go check out my Instagram story. Um, or I think it's a post also with 
the um, field trial information. Go sign up. But Daniel says, I don't think um, I don't think folks understand how difficult it is to make a field trial dog. And I agree. There are things that you're going to do with your dog that honestly far exceed those of the standard gun dog. Um, there are certain things that you're not going to do with your dog, with a, with a dog that you're trying to make in a field, you know, make a trial dog um, that you would do with a normal dog. I just think those things have to be broken down. The, the issue with my podcast, admittedly, like I said, is I don't think I ever clarified that stuff. You know, my goals were, you know, ever since I got Vegas was to have my dog standing like Neil Carter's dogs. That is a trial dog. Um, a lot of the training techniques and things that I go through work for your standard gun dog, but they originate from trialers, you know, very good ones at that. Um, Blue Mountain Hunter, not interested in field trials personally, but I love hearing from the seasoned trainers. I like the new focus. Thank you so much. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And those grouse feathers you sent me, buddy, have been tremendous. So thank you. Goddard says, thank you. It made sense. She is young, but living in South Saskatchewan and sees 100 plus birds on a hunt. Thank you. Yes, Saskatchewan. Yes. Prime location. Just keep running that dog on those birds and she should be able to figure it out. Um, she sh I would love to run birds in Saskatchewan. All right. So. Um. My Kennedy MJK 0006 fewer wild bird trials, having to make dogs look good on planted birds. Um, he says that's a concern. I honestly, uh, that seems to be a consistent theme is from what I keep hearing. Um, the idea of wild, you know, running dogs on wild birds. Um, and I think that's something I do want to spend the time um, spend my emphasis and time expressing um, these dogs, you know, there's something in their nature that, that should be, you know, once you, and once you want to get a dog at that level, let them get on wild birds. And it's our job to put them in situations to be able to do so. Um, and the, 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 the problem is there are fewer wild birds across the country or at least on this half of the country and out West is a little different up North is a little different, but especially for quail down here, the numbers are just very, very limited. And so access to places that have wild birds. And I mean, like not birds that were released a month ago, you know, and they just survived now. No birds that have naturally grown up in the wild. Well, places that have access to that are, are few and far between. And, the average person isn't going to get on, um, you know, isn't going to know where to go on public land to be able to train dogs for that. Um, this season, that was my goal. And I am loving what work I've been getting out of Vegas to be able to do it, you know, and, and we have a few places that we go to hunt wild birds. Um, and you just got to keep your fingers crossed that those contacts you know, come in um, for this level of competition. There is, you know, especially when you live somewhere like I do, where I, I, I live in the suburbs of Atlanta, 
Um, what's the run bigger? Not often. Higher design. I'll read that in a second. So the where I live at, I have to use both. Where I use pen raised birds for yard work and things like that, but I make it a a, a dang high priority to find those uh, those spaces. Tommy Rice says. The way I train, field trial, and hunt, not much of a difference for me. I look for that individual who wants to run bigger, not off, and a high desire to find birds. So that is a trait. I mean, I think you have a, a very a, a very keen eye to find that dog. Um, but those are the, the, the kind of traits that we want to find. And again... A lot of these dogs just probably, from what I've seen, it's almost like you can pinpoint them. Like, the trainers that I've seen down in South Georgia, it was just very obvious what their dogs were were used for. Um, and I think that those genetics, I mean, it, it, what Tommy, what you're talking about, Bud, is, is that natural ability, man. Um, you know, and, and hunting and things like that. I don't, I don't know if all dogs are going to be able to carry on like that. <laughs> um, Tommy's got some good, you know, some, some good genetics going on in that line. And, and, you know, I wonder, and, and you let me know what you think, Tommy, but I wonder what you do when you find a dog that, is somewhere in between or doesn't have those, you know, those capabilities because, you know, you think about the lines that you're running right now, you're running premier stuff anyway. So let's see what else we got. All right. So while I'm waiting on that answer, there are a lot of other things that I also want to elaborate on when it comes to, field trialing history um it's all a new development for me and i don't want to come from anybody's expert angle but someone that is looking forward to growing being competitive and continuing to raise um <laughs> i make them into fine hunting dogs um i want to be able to grow evolve and develop my own dogs um, with my own hands and and talk about those developments with good people um, such as yourselves and also just be able to move forward and hopefully do better the next time. Um, I like this new line of dogs that I am, uh, that I'm that not new line of dogs, but this new line in the dog that I'm picking up. Um, that I was really, really interested in, you know, there's that, that fun seeker rebel, um, blood in it and that, uh, Miller blood in it, which was something that I wanted to do a little bit different in my last, my last is Elhu. And, you know, I, I just really want to push myself and, and kind of talk about my journey and hopefully it shores up a lot of questions for a lot of other people. Um, so not even to make it so much of a specifically a training podcast, because I always want to go above and beyond that, but to have folks understand the who, what, where, when, and why of the field trial world. So, um, 
you know, I'm always going to be interested in generating new content and, you know, always going to be probing for questions. Um, some of the trainers that I'm interested in having on, I am, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I know you, Tommy, you probably have already figured out that I want to have you back on the episode. Um, and I'm probably going to probe you with a lot of questions um, at the trial in February. I would like to um, recently um, Luke Eisenhart was in garden and gun and had a nice little spread. I want to talk to him. Um, I would like to talk to some judges. Um, Franklin has been one of them. I've had Bud on a good bit. Um, I've had Bud on a, a quite a bit. Matter of fact, um, to have him back on. Um, I also want to get in some of the old school guys. Um, as far as black folks, I want to get, I would love to try to get down to see Joe Bush. Um, all of this stuff is going to be pretty tough. Molly Bolin. Cool. I want to get um, Chris Mathen from Strideaway, get her on um, and talk a little bit about the work that she's done because she's been a, a pretty you know, pivotal force, um, cover dog folks. Um, I know I want to somehow find a way to bug, uh, Robert Ecker. Um, you know, just, there's a, there's a, I've got a long list of people. I also want to answer questions about, um, trial dog nutrition, get on one of the vets down. I'm kind of trying to poke around, but if I can, get one of the vets down in Thomasville. She, she's, um, she works on a lot of the plantation dogs down there. Um, I want to see what we can do to talk about the, the issue of, of, of trial dog nutrition. I also want to get into some of the misconceptions about handling and, and things like that. Like there's just a lot of different things I want to get into. So, you know, and also do more of it, you know, on Facebook Live when it's just me, because Lord knows all the wizardry and stuff like that is gets kind of complex. Um, and really be able to differentiate, you know, what training styles and techniques are going to be more beneficial for that dog. I mean, I'm, you know, relatively new coming into this. Tommy, why don't you just get on the live right now, man? <laughs> he says, let's do a live thing one day and talk about this. You've been on here. You know, I'm bugging you are all the time anyway. Plus, I got your hat on. So, um, <laughs> um, you know, if we don't do it today, I definitely want to do the live thing. So either send me the request or send me something so I can send you the request, but whatever. Um, I want to get on and dive deep into the nuances of the trial world from people that I think are reputable people that I think are good representatives and people that to solve Ross two's, um, hold on, let me send it. Let me see if I can send it to you, Tommy. Hang on. All right, maybe that'll work. 
I hope it does. So I want to dive deep into the field trials with reputable, reputable, reputable people and reputable dog supplies, gun dog supplies, field trial supplies, bird dog supplies, hound supplies, whatever it is you need. Guys, go check out Lion Country Supply today. Get yourselves ready for the end of the season and to the spring and summer training season or get yourselves ready for next fall. Check out lcsupply.com today. Tommy, what's up, Chief? What's up? How are you, Drell? Man, I am I am excellent. I am excellent. So um you are going to have to pardon me because I'm, I'm trying to figure stuff. out all this tech stuff. <laughs> I just old dog trainer. <laughs> Look, <laughs> it's gonna be kind of funky. Well, first and foremost, man, um, the next time we get on, I'm gonna do it because oh, I gotta show you. I got all this fancy new technology, blah blah blah. So yeah, I'm glad you're doing it, not me. <laughs> so what I'm gonna do the next time, not this go around, but the next time we'll do the call like we did last time, okay. and your voice will actually come in like, I mean, silky smooth, man. But right now I got you. All right. So as you heard, I'm already trying to. I just feel like there's a lot that needs to be said about field trials, and there's a yeah. huge respect that I have for you guys. And I'm trying to get into it myself and trying to, you know, hopefully one day set my dog now next to yours. Yeah. You know, I love that. We we need that in the field trial world. And people, there's a big misunderstanding about it, you know. Um, but, you know, anyway, what, what, we'll go ahead with what you want to say. I could talk all day. All, day. <laughs> all right. Well, look, man, I'm, I'm excited. I got 50 million things. Well, Let's we the last time I had you on the podcast, man, we were talking about some of the misconceptions that are going on in the trial world. And the, the, the big problem is I feel like there's a lack of knowledge. Like it's not a lot that's written about and a lot of folks in the, the bird dog community, not a lot of new guys, wanna get in, but then you've got trialers that, you know, for one reason or another are not as open. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and yeah. It's, a, it's a very esoteric world. I mean, it just is. Well, for one thing, it's you want to win. You know, right. you feel trial, there's you, you got that competitive side in you. That's what, what you what you do. Why, that's, why I do that's why most people do it. Right. Um, and it's hard to get into. It's hard, it's hard to, to break that ice and start winning. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of times where you think your dog's done a good job and just doesn't go your way. So it takes a while to, to break the ice and be accepted. But, um, you know, it can be done. It can be done and, and, and you know, it, it just down, boils down to how hard you want to work at it because it, it, it's, no, it's no different from sports or anything like that. It's just... It's a lot of hours uh, training. It's a lot of and and it's really you know it's it's a tough situation to break into, but it can be done and it needs right. to be done because I think the people who go to these field trials enjoy it. Right. And then then they start getting to know people. Then it comes just dog competition it comes like a fraternity or or you know it's it's a social event that you go to and make great friends out of it. Right, right. 
Right. And I, I, I think that's the part that isn't seen, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, you know, even going back, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna touch on a few things because I got way more episode ideas and things like that. You you know me, man. I can talk, but there's the idea that you've got to have, you know, you got to have a horse, you got to have trailers, you got to have this, you got to have ten yeah. million dogs that you train before you get in. And I'm this guy that lives in the suburbs of Atlanta. That's just I'm trying to hop right on in because that's just my personality i'm like well look yeah. i'm gonna do it one way or the other yeah you know what i'm saying and that's not always the case with a lot of folks a lot of folks is just like dang i ain't gonna never be able to do it well the sport won't be able to continue if we continue to perpetuate that attitude right you, you know, know. There, there is money involved i mean yeah you know, for for a guy who makes a living or even the Amateur, there's a lot of money involved. If, if you're worried about that, then maybe it's not maybe it's not your cup of tea. But I think you'll gain if you do enjoy it. I think you'll gain. You know, it's it's not about money. Sometimes it's it's about the love of a bird dog. You know, a field trial bird dog. All they are is a glorified hunting dog. Right. You know, right. that's all they are. And 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 so going on that. Now, I'm never, like I said it this last episode on the live stream too, like my dogs, until I can be able to travel out to the Dakotas like you do, you see what I'm saying, and stuff like that, my dogs are going to naturally just develop a little bit slower than yeah. what yours are going to be able to do. But I think in the trial world, you've got – you. I just think the best dogs are made on wild birds. And so that was my goal all this hunting season is if we don't do nothing else, have this dog, get in there and learn how to point cubbies, period. Where it has to be expressed that the only way that you're going to make the best use of your time in the trial world is to get out and learn where those birds are, even if you live in Georgia. Yeah. You know, I mean, Georgia's plantation country, man. You know how much it costs to get on most of these spots. Yeah. But there's all this other open land that you can go to to get on and and, and do the same thing. And then, shoot, man, one day, one summer, I, I will head out to the Dakotas. You know, it's just we've got to be very proactive about it. And also we've got to – understand what constructive criticism is when it comes to the breeds that we're getting you know what I'm saying the bloodlines the pedigrees right. and things like right. that like I I would have felt <laughs> kind of crappy if I'd have went down there and brought my dog Vegas down to you know Neil and he was like hey buddy this dog ain't worth a whole lot <laughs> tell him when I said what's up <laughs> but I'd have felt like a fool if Neil would have been like, man, this dog ain't worth a whole lot. But that is the hard truth about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, land, for these field trial, that's – the land is probably the biggest issue that we that we face or the lack of land to train on. Mm -hmm. um, you either have to know some people to, to get on and train that have it, um, or you have to – piece together some stuff, you know. But I think if more people get involved in it, the more accessible those places will become because there'll be a more 
you know, there'll be more. It's just like deer hunters now. I mean, right. deer hunters everywhere, right. everywhere. And it's just because of the amount of people put emphasis on deer hunting. If we have more people put emphasis and on, on bird dogs, I think the lands will, will the land will come. Right. right. But yeah, I mean, in the field trial world, our places to run these field trials are dwindling. You know, mm -hmm. we have state grounds you know we have some private places that allow us to do it but most of all you know it's i probably go to 10 12 different venues a year that's, mm -hmm. that's it, you know and a lot of those a lot of trials are run on the same ones yeah you know? and and i mean that's that's what it is so you know and, and again these are i'm, I'm just kind of sliding over real quick because <laughs> <laughs> but let's while I got you on, man, I've been talking to my wife. Um and I was like, Tommy invited me back to the trial again. Like, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. And she was like, No, nah, you she even was like, No, nah, you need to be there. So whatever we need to do, like let's make it happen. So <laughs> we're going to wait for uh, next week. Get out of here, man. Yeah, there's I mean there's been Georgia All Age Championship going on this week there, and then we got the shoot dog part uh, yeah. uh, uh, Friday. Yeah, man, you know I just left Waynesboro. We'll pro we'll probably be down there for eight or nine days. It's probably gonna be a big trial, you know. Okay, okay. I need I need to see something going on next week. Whatever the case is, you know I just left Waynesboro out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, beautiful grounds, man. But I'm gonna definitely be out there. It was at February third, right? Yep, February yeah. 3rd is the national. That's that's the World Series of the horseback shooting dog. Yep, 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 yep. Sorry, so noise. I got my little boy right here. He's oh, no, you're fine, man. Look, it was totally unexpected. Um, you know, I, I just – what's up, little man? <laughs> He's all about a bird dog, too. There you go. Uh, well, look, look, you're following in the right footsteps. What's your second generation? He'll be third generation. Well, I hope he goes on know something else buddy. yeah <laughs> well he got the right influence to keep him in dog so i um you know all right so when we get to union springs what who are we running and what are what what are your expectations like i know that's probably a big ask but like what what are your expectations for your dogs i mean obviously to win obviously so but I Let's be more specific. This is this is my this is my goal for every trial that I go to. I have right now I have eight eight shooting dogs. Mm -hmm. My goal is to finish every single one of them for an hour or hour and a half, whatever the time limit on the trial is, with bird work. Okay. And that's my goal for every trial. And that's my goal for every dog. You know, sometimes I don't I don't get that. And most times I won't. But that's my goal going into a trial is to finish the dog a lot of times with bird work, with multiple fines. Right, right. Um, and I think, you know, if I can have eight do that pretty consistently, I think I'll be in the chips most of the time. I think so, man. Um uh, you and 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 to make to to even break that down, that's a very big ask for a dog. You know, when I read some of these, yeah. some of these American field, a lot of the dogs get pulled up. Yeah, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of variables. It sounds easy, but it's not. You know, you got a brace mate you're competing against. 
you know, you've got, you know, some of these places got wild birds. Wild birds can make even the seasoned wild bird dogs look bad, you know. Uh, with that being said, to finish the hour, you know, you can't have, um, you know, if they're gone more than 20 minutes an hour, they're picked up, you know, they're disqualified. They give you the tracker. Yep. Uh, they, they can't have two unproductives. You have two unproductives. You're picked right. up. Yep. You know, you have to honor the dog has to honor the brace mate. They have to back. If they don't do that, they're picked up. Um, you know, and also, you know, the dog has to be doing a good job on the ground. And a lot, yep. of, a lot of field trials based is you, you can't win without bird work. You know, yep. a lot of people think of field trial dogs, you just send them and they just run all over the place. They have to have bird <laughs> yeah. with bird dog. <laughs> That's the point. Know. You look good running, but. <laughs> yeah, you look good running, but you ain't hunting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, so. uh, uh, yeah, and, and the ground race is a big, big thing, too, you know. You, I want my dogs pretty much anywhere in the country to stay out 150 to 200 yards, but be working for me at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's a lot to ask for a dog. Right. I, that's why it go back to earlier in the, in the, in the uh, live feed about, um, you know, what I look for a fi- uh, field trial dog. And, you know, there's a lot of genetic, uh, great bred dogs that just don't never make it just because they're independent or they don't have a style. You know, there's a lot of aspects going to a field trial dog. That's why I make them. That's why they. That's why they're top breeding dogs. Right. Not right. even even if you bred two awesome field trial dogs in the litter, you, know, you may get you may get one that makes a field trial dog. The rest of them might be great hunt dogs. I mean, right. they will be, will be, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but the field trial dogs are. They're hard to come by, you know. They, right. they are hard to come by. So, uh, all right. So now, when we're talking about breeding, I want you to, I want you to give me some some of your thoughts on this new pup that I got coming up, and then some of your thoughts on because I'm about to run my dog in a derby. Now he's young, but I'm gonna run him in derby um, in February. Um, he's he. So, this next female that I'm getting, I said, Lord willing, like long as she takes. Because <laughs> you know how that is. <laughs> um, it is a cross. It's it's a it's a fun seeker rebel dog and a Miller um, cross. Yeah. You know what? It you got a horse, huh? You got a horse. <laughs> I'm gonna borrow some. <laughs> I'm gonna have to borrow some because that that's what I was hoping you were gonna say. I want that little baby to get on up out of there, man. So. <laughs> Uh, I've got I've got both of that in my in my in my field trial string, you know. Okay. Heavy heavy fun seekers rebel and and heavy uh, Miller Miller bridge snow uh, Lester snow watch. Okay, okay, yeah, man, like that's what I want. I'm hoping that little baby make a nice little shoe dog. I I, I hope. <laughs> but I um I'm gonna be when I get it so. I'll be picking up in June. I think he's going to do the breeding in February, and then and I'll be picking up in June. And, I, you know, everything that I did with my dog now, he's LU, everything I want to I want to do is, is basically take it up a notch and literally yeah. only 
run that dog on as, as, as close to wild situations as I possibly can. I mean, I did it with Vegas and cut his teeth on those. Yeah. But I think what I could have done was get a three or four month old puppy, at least walking through them wild, wild bird woods and letting that pup figure it out. Um, yeah. And I, I just, like I said, you always know better the next time. And Vegas yeah. is a nice looking dog, but I always wonder, like I got a self critique, you know, and even with the line, like I went, I was so big in the LQ, but I started doing some more research and I was actually listening to your episode last time we recorded. And you got me real interested in that rebel line, man. And seeing how that dog stacked up, I think that's what I'm looking for, man. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's from what I've seen down the line, uh, the rebel dogs are are great bird finders. Um, you know, they're they're tough dogs. Uh, same same as the uh, Miller bred dogs. You know, those are those are field trial bred lines. Um, they're still probably the top, they're probably the top two, uh, top in the top three blood lines for field trial dogs. Right. Um, so, I mean, I think you got yourself, you know, you got some, you got yourself something on paper at least, you know? yeah. but, but paper don't matter really when it comes down to it. It really does not matter what the paper says. Right. Uh, my advice for you with this new pup is. You know, if you have a chance to work wild birds, work them. But oh, it absolutely. Matter. It don't matter what you have in her own. As long as she gets out and, and you give her the opportunity to, to find herself as a bird dog. That's the most important, you know. It's, 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 Farrell Miller told, Mr. Farrell Miller told me it's, it's not the it's opportunity, opportunity a dog gets. Right. How much of an opportunity. Right. And knowing him, they get an opportunity every day. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when I when I had a chance to sit down and talk to him and interview him, that is a it's like talking to Yoda, man. Like, and you just you, when you when you sit around, you just hear him just talk about the the the, the way that he works dogs. It's no wonder why he was so successful. And I honestly think with that with he the, outworked everybody. That's yeah. what I was about to say. He, he was outworking people. He was working dogs when the trial was over. He's still at eighty five or eighty six years old, he'll still outwork most people. Right. Right. If not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like but you gotta have that mentality, man. You do. Like you you gotta have it. And um so now going into my young dog's first derby trial what what do you expect out of derbies and and you know what i guess what would be a reasonable expectation for me going in i know what my dog can do but yeah as going to a, a field trial you just want to be pleased with your dog okay just if, if he gives you a good effort and, and and but because you know you know him better than anybody that will see him, mm -hmm. and you know what his his expectations are. You know what he's capable of doing. Um, but if for somebody like you, my advice would be to have fun. Mm -hmm. Um, have fun doing it, and and just you know, hope that he gives you his best effort. Mm -hmm. You know that's what that's what you want. 
but in a field trial situation, don't be um, don't be surprised if he doesn't because there's yeah. a lot of stuff that he's never seen back behind there that he might get intimidated by. You know, for for derbies, that's what that's the that's a that can be a big issue, and you just got to work through it. That's that's why that's why to play this field trial game, you got to go through a lot because the dogs have to learn to say, okay, they're they're not doing nothing behind me, or you know, right. I'm just go do what I need to do. Right. And some dogs, you know, it's just like people. Some some dogs, um, they get they get stage fright. You know, I've had dogs in the summer on the prairie, and that's when we start. That's when I really start, um, you know, trying to stop my dogs on whoa with derbies and all that. And we got a couple of derby trials up there, mm-hmm. and, and that can be that can be a big deal for those dogs because I can have them in the workout going three, four hundred yards, uh, getting them to sharp tail grouse and hold them pretty good, and then go to the trial and they absolutely do nothing. They yeah. like disappoint me. <laughs> You know, stay yes. right there in front of the horse, go sniff the other dog's butt. It's like, this is not even the same animal I'm doing with, you know? Yeah. yeah. But you just got to, you know, you just got to understand that they're young dogs. Mm-hmm. And they just, and, and who knows, you, uh, Vegas might go through there and do a whale of a job. You got right. your field trial dog then, you know. Right. But he might do a whale of a job and then learn that he can get away the next field trial, you know. So there's all kind of possibilities that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or go right. Um, but for a first timer, I would say, go there, have fun, learn, learn how a field trial works, and and because there's gonna be there's gonna be I guarantee you, and I still do it, and I'm I'm young into the game, but I, and I go to a lot of them. But there's every trial I go to, there's a situation I've never been in. Yeah. And and those are the situations at a field trial. You've got to learn. To how to put your dog, how to set your dog up, you know, and 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 uh, situations that come up all the time is like you go back and think about it, like, you know what? I probably should have done the exact opposite of what I did. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the training day for me. You know, the first the first trial, have fun. Your dog gives you a good effort. Just be happy with it. Don't don't worry about who's who's placed, who who gets named winner or second or third or whatever. Yeah. Just go there, have a good time, um, um, and don't you know just just enjoy being there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm gonna do that anyway. <laughs> you know, so. you'll, you'll learn a whole lot in that first trial, and uh, you know. The way it, the way it goes, if it goes really bad, you'll want to go to another one to redeem yourself. Or if it goes really good, you'll be hooked for life. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can see that happening. I can definitely see that happening. Well, I uh, I'm gonna hit you with one more. We are gonna wrap it up, man, because you know I I can sit here and talk dogs all night and got fifty million things. So, as a professional, what? And, and 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 you definitely supported me in the podcast and things like that. What is something that you think needs to be that's important to you that needs to be discussed or, you know, made mention of from you or anybody else as an entire episode? What's something that would interest you? Mm. <laughs> I tell you, to those 
to those people who haven't been to field trials, find one and go to it. Uh, ask, ask one of these professionals, you know, hey, um, I think most guys these days are willing to help out. Yeah. Um, I, I know I certainly would be. I might not can provide you with a horse or something, but most of these places, uh, you know, just go to them, you know, and just just meet meet a couple people. It don't have to be professional trainers. It can be, you know, the people who put the trial on or, or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, just go to them. And, um, um, you know, I don't know if that answered your question, but that's, that's, that's what I would like for this, for this, these podcasts to do is just get more people involved. You okay. don't have to become a field trialer. You don't have to become a field trialer. You don't have to do it professionally. But I believe most people, if they get to go into them, if they have a love for a bird dog, they'll love it even more, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I do the hunting part. I do the field trialing part. I love it all, you know. That's that's what I got into it because I love the bird dog. I made something. I, I grew up around it. Right. You know? But I, I made it, and I had no idea. At, six years ago, I had no idea I would be where I'm at now. I, being the shooting dog horseback guy was just a dream, you know. <laughs> it, it really was. And then it just uh, – just it really just fell in my lap and I just yeah. went with it. Yeah. And uh um but anyway. Well uh, I am I'm going to do my due diligence, man, and not only talk about my um my goals and development and things like that, but also I mean really try to get as many of you know good trial guys on like yourself. <laughs> So hopefully we can, you know, get more people in and, and encourage people to get out there, man, because I've seen it, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you kind of got to, I made it a point to get down to Tom. Right. You got to make a point. You got to make it a point to do it. Yeah. But I think a lot of that with our generation is it's, it's got to be discussed on a media platform, yeah. Yeah. you know? Um, and I think that is the responsibility that I want to take and, you know, I don't mind showing, you know, a, a good dog, and bad dog work some days because everybody is going to go through that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just fortunate enough, like I said, that that I've been able to start this and, and I want to, like I said, it, I just feel like we all have a responsibility in this, yeah. you know. So, man, I thank you, man. And, 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 you know, I'm looking forward to hanging out with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, Come on down. Either yeah. come to Wayneboro. I, I hope you come to uh, Union Springs. That's, yeah, I am. That, so that, I'm, that, that's I'm the out. World Series of the shooting dog horseback. It, okay. It is, uh, so I'm taking off. Round. I'm taking off that Monday, the okay. day that we were talking about. So I'm going to try to shoot down there. Matter of fact, the day before. Okay. And 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 come kick it. Is that is that a decent amount of time? I mean. I think that should be. Yeah, I don't know exactly what day I'm getting there. It yeah. just depends on the draw. I'll know that Saturday before, but I, Saturday. most likely I'll be down there Sunday afternoon, and then okay, where the Monday we'll we'll start it off. We'll come kick it off. Well, like I said, I'm coming to hang out, man. Um, you know, I, I I had a couple of days saved up off of work, so I made made sure I got it. You know, got I'm it available. It. Um, well, thank you again, Tommy, and and. I'm what I'm going to try to do is rip this entire audio off of this phone. <laughs> 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 we 
little little magic going on there, but I'm gonna try to rip this entire audio and put it into um in the episode, and I'll, I'll kind of keep you posted, man. Cool. cool. All right. But- I, I I appreciate what you do, man. It's it's unbelievable what you've been doing. I, I enjoy it. Look, me, I, support, I I could. There's so much, you know, and I don't don't. I don't know everything. I, yeah. I still learn every day. That's the, that's the great thing about about bird dogs and, and mm-hmm. open game hunting and field dogs. You learn every day. Well, that's big words coming from you, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I appreciate we, it. We need to get together again, and yeah. hopefully we will. I know. Hopefully we're going to do it. And we gonna do it. Um, I got some 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 episode ideas and things like that. Blah 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 blah. So I'll I'll bug you and throw them your way and all of that stuff. Uh, One more thing I want to add in. I try to always add in. Yeah. Um, Let's. We've got a youth trial. Mm -hmm. I think a big important thing about field trials and open game hunting and then all that is getting youth involved. We've got a trial. In March, I think it's the week, the weekend of the seventeenth or something like that. Okay, I'm writing it down. That, that it's on, it's on my uh, the place that I take hunting and work a lot of dogs at. It's a great time for youth to get involved. If they need a dog, we'll we'll provide them a dog, provide them a horse, anything. It's it's a fun time for youth. Um, and if you want to get more involved, there's a little youth circuit uh, okay. with the Dixie Field Trial Association in Alabama. Uh, association also they they have youth youth, youth trials that yeah. like a little, little small circuit that I think in the winter gets a scholarship money for whenever they go to college. That's uh, awesome. so anyway, it's just Look, get out. Send me or, send me that information if you can text it to me and I will make that like a, a an announcement on my podcast, man. Okay, All right. let's do that. All right, I so, think there's a big website one bar. Uh, Chris Mathen, photographer, does. Yeah, uh, she did have it on there. It's yeah. uh, Youth Youth Alliance of Field Trial Youth Field Trial Alliance of America or something like that. That's that's if you want some information, definitely go to her. She'll she'll be spot on. Answer you quick. Okay. Well, I'm look. I'm trying to have her on here anyway because I'd be uh, googly eyed over her photos of dogs yeah. and all stuff. So I'm definitely gonna do that. Yep. Yeah. So I will. Um, if you can text to me just so I had that as backup, but I'm gonna go on that website. I think she sent me the the friend request for it anyway, so I'll right. uh, I'll get on there and make that a podcast announcement for you. All right, hey work. man, hey, much man. much much pleasure, man. I appreciate that. Very fun. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm about to log off, Tommy. We will catch up soon, buddy. All right, y'all have a great week. Yes, sir. You too. All right, guys, stay tuned for another episode of the Gundog Notebook podcast. There is the follow up episode to this, the big announcement, per se, um, with AJ DeRosa and and some more details on what specifically we got going on. So stay tuned for that. I will have that up and loaded. I just kind of wanted to give you all a little bit of a teaser. And again, uh, thank you to Tommy Rice for signing on here. Just impromptu, guys. I didn't even know he was going to get on here. But that shows the relationships we have in this community. So let's keep it up, guys. Let's continue to uphold our duty in the bird, dog, and field trial world. I want to thank my sponsors, all of you guys. Project Upland and the Northwoods Collective. 
uh, my title sponsor on X hunt. Make sure you guys go and use my promo code GDN20. Also use my promo code for Dakota283 Kennels, uh, TGDN10. Um, when you guys go and purchase a new kennel, guys, make sure that you feeding your dog the right stuff. You can do the sporting dog is what's going to have you in the money. Um, outside of that, guys, we've got Garmin. Got Lion Country Supply. All of these folks support me, support the podcast. They make Little Vegas and Mr. Ruger, they make them dogs look good, guys. I will be following up with you guys from this point forward on some new updates, and, and, and we should be having, you know, a rocking and rolling good year, guys. So stay tuned for the next part of this episode.